What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to this hot take from Burn It All Down. I'm Brenda Elsie and joined by my fabulous co-host, Shereen Amen. And we are here to talk about the Champions League. The Champions! <laughs> they need a better, they need a song, Shereen. That really, right there, I think you and I need to come up with some kind of, you know, better theme song for, for the Champs League, men and women's. You know, if I ever get married again, I would walk down the aisle to that music. <laughs> I would not be above that. Really? I love the Champs League. You know that. I do too. I do too. Before we get started, I want to ask you a meta question, which is as a feminist today, we are talking about the men's UEFA Champions League and we'll get to the women's in a moment. But how do you process that as a feminist? All this male glory in one place. I'm not going to lie, I've struggled with, you know, the crappy politics of UEFA, the crappy politics of La Liga, like Serie A, the blatant racism. And at the end of the day, I really love football. So I sort of have to grapple and I've decided to remain critical of these things and still absorb it because it's my life as an intersectional feminist as profound if I don't see Messi with those beautiful goals? Is it really worth it? Can I be as critical if I'm not going to appreciate Gabriel Jesus? Like, really, I'm, we'll talk about Man City, but I'm just saying, I there's a delight I have in a football community that you're a part of, Brenda, that you know online, that we banter about women's soccer. Absolutely. But there's also a very beautiful community we have that do talk about men's soccer from a perspective that's witty and relevant. So awesome. So for listeners, just those of you who didn't see the news after 143 days, I believe the Champions League is now back. And we have Barca advancing 4-2 aggregate over Napoli. Yay. Lyon knocking out Juventus. Double yay. Bye-bye, Cristiano. Man City knocking out Real. That was a little bit of a surprise to me, but not entirely. Maybe it shouldn't have been. And we can talk about what I think. Well, I'll say it right now. I think that that really says something about the state of La Liga and the fact that it it just hasn't had maybe quite the intensity of competition coming back this season. And Barron knocking off Chelsea, which I'm sorry, Chelsea fans was really not a surprise to anyone Shereen, what did you see? What did you like? Um, I also wanted to add that Atletico beating out Liverpool was one that oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that we didn't expect because we just no. think Liverpool's going to win everything and they're not because Arsenal took the cup title. So Liverpool just sort of felt like when they they were like they won the league that they they could just result in maybe Champs League for them is not 
as meaningful, which I, I don't believe because they were semifinalists in that fated game in 2018 where Mosala got injured by Sergio Ramos that we will mm-hmm. never forgive Sergio mm-hmm. for. But this is what I love about the Champs League. There's some unexpected stuff and the usual that happens in the league doesn't occur here. And I was really happy to see Lyon beat Juve because mm-hmm. just although for those who have not heard the news... Andrea Pirlo is going to be coaching Juve now. And I tweeted out that I feel like this is some weird universal conspiracy to have like every pro footballer I've loved coach this man. Like what is happening there? Like why do all the men I love have to coach this horrible rapey guy? Anyway, as Bayern and Chelsea was boring. Like it was just boring. Like we knew that Bayern was going to Bayern all over that. And mm-hmm. Frank Lampard just looks like a sad little man to me. <laughs> like, just, I would be a sad little man too if I coached Chelsea. Like they just they can't compete. They can't hang. Um, they just can't. Lewandowski though, goodness. He's he's. I mean, who was it? Was it Maritza Morungi, our friend, who said that Lewandowski should be more famous? I also feel like he's like Benjamin Button. Isn't he like in his thirties? Like that man is old. I mean, in in football years. <laughs> But I, I mean, I think Bayern is just—it's just it's, it's excellent. It's just really—they're sharp. They're just sharp. Yeah, that's all. It, it was good. Yeah, I mean, they're just—they're good, but it was boring. It was I good. Saw the highlights, which felt like lowlights. There were no clean sheets, so at least that was interesting. Like that was at least like a second or two of hope and joy. I think it was two-one when um, Chelsea had scored. Barca and Napoli, I know, Bren, you love them, but it was—it just wasn't a fast-paced game. It wasn't Mm-mm. interesting Mm-mm. The second half was really dull. I like the first half. Um, you know, Messi's going to slow it down when he wants to slow it down. So there's a way in which, you know, the playmaker that he is, you could see. And Griezmann, like, what, is, what even is he? Like, they have got to stop with him. It doesn't work. <laughs> it hasn't worked. Like, this relationship has been terrible from the beginning. And I like him as a player and he's really quite good, but there's, he just on Sufati. I mean, there's other people there that could have gone it, but I mean, he also slows it down just with bumbling. I mean, yeah. you know, there is just no tiki taka with that man. There's, there's, there's chemistry is lacking. With, and I love Griezmann. Like I love the, I like, I, I love his style of play. I think he can be very clever mm-hmm. when he wants to be. And I think that there's this youthful energy that doesn't get used well at Barca. <laughs> Talk to me, Brenda, about Messi slowing down. There was some talk about him fumbling the dribble or whatnot, but I mean, his goal was him fumbling the dribble, losing the ball, falling down, getting back up and finishing. So tell me your thoughts on an aging Messi. An aging Messi is like fine wine. I mean, it's absolutely, (laughs) that was one of the most beautiful goals that I've seen. I mean, I just don't know what kind of core imbalance you have to have. I mean, he was like, I don't know if he was falling down or getting up. 
but in whatever way he was not fully upright <laughs> when he yeah. when, and he got enough power on that goal to this is not a, a huge man but he got enough power behind that ball to make it go in and I was just I was absolutely blown away it was beautiful I mean people said well a, a younger Messi wouldn't have lost that ball I don't know there were five defenders I he he pretty traditionally loses the ball and gets it back that's kind of his that's kind of his MO. I don't think that he's slower on the burst. I don't think he's slower on his sprinting acceleration. I think he's slower in terms of how much he's going to run for you on that right side the entire game, right? And he's not going to he's not going to waste his energy like that. I mean, he's just sort of intuitively knows. I don't think he probably thinks about it. I think it's, you know, well, I think there's a discussion to be had about experience. And I think that getting into his senior years on a, at a place that he's been playing for two-thirds of his life, I think it is, it's, it's no, not my math is terrible. Half. You know it, half, half. Okay. Literally half of On his existence. On the senior team. Exactly. Yeah. So he's been there for a while. and <laughs> yeah. But his knowledge can translate. Like, I mean, this is, I, I'm not going out to compare myself to Messi, but as somebody who's been playing football for 35 years, there's things that you learn to do with your body as it ages that you rely on your experience as opposed to your speed or as opposed to something else. And I haven't touched a pitch since like five months because of COVID, but you know, I, you see yourself compensating in ways and Messi is still the best of the best. He, I think he'll always be And the fact that his game is maturing as he is shows an experience that we need to be in awe of not critical of. And I'm also never going to criticize. Like, I mean, I just, I don't know a player. And you argue sometimes he's boring, but I don't know a player that's more wholesome. What's more wholesome than Lionel Messi? Like I started following his wife on Instagram and like, they're just so freaking cute. Like, you know, bless them. Like they're boys and they're just like a normal family that has like everything Adidas. Like that's what I want. <laughs> well, and it, it's fascinating to see him draw a penalty from Kalubali like that. And I will say I love him and I am sad to see Napoli go just for his sake. And he's such yeah. a graceful player. But he's that, a very underrated. But yeah. that was a that was a mistake that just had to do with Messi being like, no, 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 no. I know how to get this penalty. Like, I mean, it, that's just footwork. I watched it a bunch of times. And I would also say just next level, him letting Suarez take that kick while he tied his shoes. Did you see? <laughs> <laughs> well, but did you see? Okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Koulibaly is a player at, at Napoli and what happened was he was in possession of the ball so Leo in his like brilliant defensive slash offensive tactic kind of tried to join his stride where he was actually about two steps behind mm -hmm. but he put his leg in so when uh, Kalubali tried to strike the ball he wasn't necessarily aware where Leo's legs were or Messi's legs were so when he struck he got the back of Leo Messi's shin. And then Messi went down and then it was immediately a foul on Napoli. And I watched it and I know that they considered it a pen because it was in the box. But as a defender, you know, and someone coming from you have to be aware. I just didn't think it was the most fair call. Like I didn't. But again, to Brenda's point, it's Messi. It's in the box. He's going to get a pen. And he, you know, Suarez, like, was that eager student in the class. But that's like, I want to take it. I want to take it. Like, that's what he was doing. And I was yeah. like, fuck off. I hate that guy. But, <laughs> you know, like, he'll just, 
ruthless that man is. And but yeah. he finished it, right? And oh, and he like, finished it in the again when you say it was a boring game. I mean, there's no artistry to the way that Suarez just sort of pounded that in. He was just like, Yeah, I want to take it. I feel you know, I feel like he just needs to let some of his anger go. Messi's just it's like, either whatever. that or biting people. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I think I think Messi's just like whatever. So we should mention a couple of things then. This week is going to be huge because Wednesday we have Atalanta versus Paris. And mm-hmm. we know that Mbappe is ready to go now. Woo! So yeah. that is really exciting. Thursday, Leipzig versus Atletico, which again, we were surprised about. And mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know if you have any predictions. I would say Paris versus Atalanta for sure. <laughs> Um, I think judging by the scores of the previous games, like I want to say, like Di Maria's healthy, Mbappe's ready. Yeah. Like I think, I think you know, I the bigger stars. But again, the Champions League it doesn't necessarily translate to a win. I mean, I would put my money on PSG, but that's only because I'm obsessed with their women's side. But that doesn't say, as an Arsenal fan, I should know better than to do that. But I'm excited about that. Leipzig have done solidly, and this is a big thing for them. But you know what? Atletico show up to play in the Champions League. Like yeah. they, Atletico, they show up. And I, I think I'm interested. Barcelona and Bayern is going to be wild. That's on that is, Friday. That is on Friday. And that's going to be really wild. Like it's going to be hugely important. I'm going to anticipate, you know, it's going to be Ter Stegen and Neuer face off each other, which is mm-hmm. really, really, really interesting. And Neuer is now number two or number three on the German squad. Mm-hmm. Like he was demoted. He had a terrible World Cup in 2018. And Ter Stegen is number one now. So I like Ter Stegen more as that I mean, Neuer is the quintessential, and Brenda and I can talk a lot about German goalkeeping because of our this <laughs> this podcast. This particular segment is also the Nadine Anger Fan Club podcast, mm-hmm. but Neuer is a little bit extra, and Terstegen is more conservative as a goalkeeper, and the bar being Nadine Anger, who is perfect. So I think that it'll be really interesting to see how that that works. Barca is a little bit slower for me. Bayern has a quick attack. They attack very quickly and I'm going to anticipate goals immediately. And Barca's defending needs to be, you know, on a scale of one to PK, it needs to be (laughs) one. one. (laughs) PK, please. Again, I think Barcelona, I don't think they're very well coached. I don't think that's a controversial opinion. I don't think they're using what they have. I don't Mm -hmm. see any technique other than, you know, throw Messi on it and see what (laughs) sticks. And that doesn't work. It's never worked for Argentina and it's not going to work for Barcelona. So unless they can get some game plan together, it's going to be a rough go. But I do think Ter Stegen can come up so huge Mm. when he's just, you know, I've seen him just change change games entirely for Barcelona when he's in there. What do you you think about Man City-Lyon? I don't know enough about Lyon. Okay. Friend of the show, Jermaine Scott, um, is a big Man City fan, and so I, I'm, I'm feeling that they're pretty pumped. I don't know uh, enough probably about that matchup. What do you think, Shereen? One of my the interesting things about this particular 
the this we just finished this leg was Man City and Real Madrid because Real Madrid are very broken. And it's not only because Cristiano Ronaldo left, because Juve is also broken. It's just there's huge segments and Zidane has to figure out what he can do with money to fill those gaps. And Modric, who I love and I've spoken about before, looked tired. And, old. and don't forget this Champs League is going to fit differently because there was months where nobody was training and months mm-hmm. that they weren't on the pitch together and there's concern and there's players missing and there's, you know, anxiety about that probably on from the players themselves. But Lyon is really interesting. Another team that I know far more about the women's side than I do about the men's. And we you know that'll yeah. come out yep. in, in, in the Champs League when we talk about the women's Champs League. But I think that... Man City is coached by Pep Guardiola, former coach of Barcelona. And Pep is a really good coach, and there's no question. He knows in terms of how to set his team and set the pace of the match according, and he does a lot of study, a lot of study on how the other team functions and what their strengths are and how to best use one skill in relation to what's happening. And I he moves quickly like he will adjust as need be and he's screaming like he screams a lot on the sideline he reminds me of like the junior school soccer coach volunteer dad but it's, it's some places it works right and in man city i feel like he does that like there's a there's a sharp team there you've got you know raheem sterling who's up at the front you've got kevin de bruyne who's very very effective like mm-hmm. i haven't seen a white dude play like that since johan Cruyff. like i'm very impressed very impressed with this Belgian. And it's not just because of Laurent Dubois, my friend, that I feel like I have to say this. He's very good. And De Bruyne plays well with his teammates. And Gabriel Jesus, I was very impressed with. He also scored yesterday. Um, There's a lot of, there's passion Mm -hmm. in that Man City squad. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that passion. And I like that Pep brings that out in people and Mm -hmm. he brings the passion, which is lacking at Barca right now. Where is the, where is the, where's the, and you know, we'll see it at PSG. That's where uh, Neymar is now. Like we'll see, we'll see pieces of it, but it's not in a cohesive form, but it's at, it's at Man City. So I'm excited about that. I would put my money definitely on, uh, on Man City for the Lyon game. But and I think they will get an asterisk going forward because it's not clear they should even be competing. I mean, they violated <laughs> every financial, every fine. And we talked about it on Biad before. So, I mean, I, I got to say, you know, it's pretty crazy when UEFA makes a bunch of rules, enforces them and then unenforces them. And it's because it unenforces them for the financial imperative, which is exactly why they unenforce them. Didn't, could you could you just say, and you know this better than anyone, that you UEFA UEFA themselves? Yeah, like, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and Man City was like, "Cool, we'll take it." <laughs> so, I mean, for those that don't know, Man City violated a bunch of financial regulations, was suspended from the Champions League, and then UEFA decided, you know, nah, it's it's cool. We need you know, COVID really like cut into our earnings, and so um, they're back in. But I love seeing Pep. I think ninety percent of coaching is common sense. And it's that 10% that sort of means you're Marcelo Bielsa or, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're me. And so I think Pep is an acolyte of him. I think he's, he's really smart. So I would, I would put my money on him. So again, this week, August 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, those are those matches. So wait, 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that's huge. And then the following week, we have Women's Champions League quarterfinals to look forward to. So Which will be amazing. They will be amazing. And thank you, Shireen, for joining me. This is an exciting time to see football back. So burn on, not out, all you Champs League fans. The champions. <laughs>